TED Audio Collective. Hi, it's Bryce Dallas Howard, guest hosting today on TED Talks Daily. Here's a talk from an incredible TED fellow and the STEM educator, Brittany Young a community leader tackling national issues by turning passions into opportunities for STEM education and career development. Support comes from Zuckerman Spader. Through nearly five decades of taking on high-stakes legal matters, Zuckerman Spader is recognized nationally as a premier litigation and investigations firm. Their lawyers routinely represent individuals, organizations, and law firms in business disputes, government, and internal investigations, and at trial, when the lawyer you choose matters most. Online at Zuckerman.com. The best place to see stars is at home with Prime Video. Get everything included with Prime, like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. Rent or buy hits like Mean Girls, starring Renee Rapp. Or add-on channels like Max for the HBO original Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David. You've never seen so many stars in one place. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership not required to rent or buy. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Hey, TED Talks Daily listeners. I'm Adam Grant. I host another podcast from the TED Audio Collective. It's called Work Life. And it's about the science of making work not suck. Next time. The number of protest targeting firms today, it's, you know, on the order of 60 times the numbers that you would see in the early 2010s. Employee activism is on the rise. But how can we use our voices effectively? And how can leaders manage all those voices? Find Work Life on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. I want you to take this journey with me. Let's set the stage. It's a Sunday in Baltimore. It could be kids in a park wearing Druid Hill. They're watching dirt bike riders go past, do tricks, pop willies, do stunts. They're zipping. You can hear the engines revving, smell the gasoline. You can see the joy and excitement in their face. Someone's probably learning how to fix their dirt bike because the parts are way too expensive to buy. Then they can go to school. They can get a pop quiz or a test from a teacher. You know the kind we all heard and we've all hated. A train that's leaving from New York goes to Cleveland, but they're here in Baltimore. How does this relate? They don't get it. They failed the test and now they can hate school. Then the world can be turned upside down. They can get on Facebook, on Instagram, get a call or a text. They can watch as their friend can become a hashtag. A kid in the wrong place at the wrong time lost to the streets, lost to the system, or lost to gun violence. Or a kid that could be arrested for a dirt bike. Because in my city, it can be a misdemeanor for possession of a dirt bike. This can be a likely story for black kids across the country. And cities like Miami, Cleveland, Atlanta, Philly, whatever place had the dirt bike task force. Now ask yourself, if the thing you use to relieve your stress, if it was demonized, would you still do it? If it was criminalized, the answer is yes. That's the reality for black people across the U.S. right now. They've watched as we made room in cities for skateboarders, for bicyclists, and any other sport. They can watch TV and see it on X Games, the Olympics, on ESPN. The style of riding can be seen in ad campaigns and films. But in Baltimore, what do they have to look forward to? What do riders get from all of it? No space, no outlet, just a typical narrative. Like I said, this is a common story. 
I was a kid in the park. I wanted to be just like the big dirt bike riders, but I hate the fall. Instead, I became like Bill Nye the Science Guy. I was doing all kinds of experiments, blowing my eyebrows off, gluing people to the chair, and I may or may not have made stink bombs in school. They would describe me as another bad kid. What they didn't see was all my genius, my talent, my voice was not heard. Then I became that black girl from West Baltimore working in STEM. My first position, I was confused for the secretary. I was pissed. <laughs> but it lit a fire in me so when I get more people in the industry. And in 2013, that's what I started doing, working in small groups with kids and students, teaching them STEM activities. Then in 2014, I lost my little brother to the prison system. In 2015, I lost all faith in the system, period. The world watched following the Freddie Gray uprising as Baltimore burned. I wondered, when were people going to listen? Where were the solutions? And where was the investment into my community? In 2016, I broke the system and became the founder and CEO of B360, carving out a new lane. I went back to my experience in the park. I thought about the kids fixing their bikes. Those are skills people use to pay the bills, just like mechanics and mechanical engineers. We leaned into STEM, S, science. The science behind popping the best willy, putting your dirt bike at 12 o'clock, is a physics equation. T, technology. The technology needed to get the best radio tires so you don't have frictional asphalt. E, engineering. The engineer needed to fix or repair your dirt bike, but to also get the best mat mat noise. M, mathematics. The math needed for the gas to oil ratio so your dirt bike does not explode. Then I took it a step further. I thought about the riders. I knew the only way to have programming solutions was to have them at the table. Because the people closest to the problem are the solution. I thought about Mike. Since he was six, he's been riding dirt bikes. When he was 17, graduating high school, he didn't know what he wanted to do, but he knew he loved everything about dirt bikes. He started working with us in B360. He's helped us educate kids, train dirt bike riders, and at 21, he's our lead instructor. He's created events, he's traveled across the country, and he really represents the best of B360. At the core of our work, is constantly thinking about what people like Mike want. For Mike, he wants a space. A space where he can keep working with students on our curriculum. A space where he can keep training more riders and growing their skill sets. A space where he no longer has escaped, but he has something in his own city for him. With your support and the support of more cities, we can make this a reality. Since 2017, we've saved the city of Baltimore about $233 million by doing programming for over 7,000 students. We've saved the city of Baltimore $1 million by growing workforce and opportunities for people just like Mike. That's less people that could possibly go to jail, less money spent on dollars and cents of incarceration, and more money going back into our black communities, our leaders, our culture, and our voices. We don't need your black squares. We don't need your campaigns. But what we do need is your dollars and cents behind us to make real change. We need more people like you and cities to believe and invest in us in our model of growing the people. What will you choose to be? An ally? Be an impact? Be the revolution? Be 360. Thank you. Hello, Chris Anderson, head of TED here. That talk was by one of our impressive TED Fellows. The TED Fellows program recognizes local leaders and equips them to make change on the global stage. There's a possibility you could be one of them. Learn more at ted.com slash fellows. 
and apply today to join the program. That's ted.com slash fellows. Hello there. I'm Chris Anderson, the guy lucky enough to run TED. Now, I host a podcast called The TED Interview. And this week on the show, I talked to someone really special, namely the woman I'm married to, Jacqueline Novogratz. She spent 30 years learning how to use the tools of business to tackle global poverty. We got drawn into capitalism, raised to the rank of religion. And now we have an opportunity to have a very different conversation. Find the TED interview wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> 